Welcome to RICO 12. My name is Justin, and I am a child of an all-powerful and all-loving God and a recovering addict, and am blessed to be the host of this meeting and podcast. RICO 12 is an organization with the mission of learning and sharing the similarities of addictions of all kinds, and gaining and sharing tools and hope from others who are walking this same path. We come together from all places, faiths, and backgrounds to gain tools and hope from others who are walking this path. Speakers from our past meetings have represented so many fellowships, addictions, and afflictions, and we look forward to continuing to add to the diversity of speakers and backgrounds. Today's speaker for the 171st meeting is, well, it's me, (laughs) and I will be giving a bit of my story and the story of RICO 12 and what the vision of the next steps may be, and I'll get to that and the Q&A afterwards in just a minute. I'll actually address most of the typical business that I cover in this portion of the meeting during my talk. So I'm going to jump over that business portion a little bit and get to some other things. But I do want to remind you, remind you all that RICO 12 is a self-supporting service and all of the things that we're doing, all the things I'll be talking about and all the things that will be going on um, rely on contributions, outside contributions, because we are a self-supporting service. So we gratefully accept contributions through PayPal and Venmo through the links in the chat that I'll put in here as I go along in the show notes of the podcast for those of you listening in podcast format or looking checking it out later. We also offer a monthly subscription program called Rico 12 Spearheads. To join in and help support these cool projects, please consider donating at rico12.com forward slash support or click on the link in the chat and the live of the live meeting in the show notes of the podcast. Now, I, as today's speaker, have sought guidance and hope that I will be given light that reflected from my higher power, and hopefully that light will inspire hope, meaning, worth, and growth in each of us today. Before I start speaking, I want to remind each of you that if you have a question or comment for me, please put it in the Q&A link at the bottom of your Zoom window. It looks like two speech bubbles over the top of each other. I won't likely be putting too much in the chat while speaking because I'm not a very good multitasker, but... uh, Let's let's jump into uh, my presentation here. I'm just going to real quick do some copy and pasting in the chat so that you guys have that. But um, I'm Justin. I am a son of God. I am a an addict of multiple um, a multidisciplinary addict. Prime, my primary addiction is the sex addiction. My secondary addiction, turns out, I found out uh, several years later, is a food addiction. But I'm going to share a little bit of my background here and, and get a little bit more detail into that. I came into the rooms of recovery reluctantly and quite angrily in September of 2013 after over 30 years of trying to beat this little problem of mine on my own willpower and with the use of religion uh, religious practices to try and become miraculously healed from this little problem. Um and it just hadn't worked. It hadn't worked. I did my best and I just kept running into wall, tripping over myself and and learning through experience that I can't do this on my own. And like I said, I came in reluctantly in September of 2013. I started working with a sponsor in November of 2013, just a couple of months later, as I had a couple of experiences in the rooms where I finally, for the first time in my life, said, hey, I'm Justin, and I think I might just be an addict. And I felt this weight come off my shoulders. And a couple of weeks later, I said, hey, I'm Justin, and I am a big fat liar. And another huge weight came off my shoulders. And at that point, a guy came up to me and said, hey, Justin, it's time to start working the steps. Here's how you do it. So I got a sponsor in November of 2013. And over the next few months, I worked the steps with the sponsor. And he was he was militant with me. I mean, very, very hardcore. 
And fortunately, that's what I needed. I needed somebody like that, or I was just going to walk all over them. I wasn't going to listen. I was going to take the easy route. I was going to find any way around it that I could. Um, but he wouldn't let me. He called me on it. He had 27 years in in the rooms of AA and and knew what he was talking about. And he had experience, strength, and hope. He had what I wanted. And so I was willing to uh, be dragged along or to be, you know, I, I felt to be whipped along in order to get what he wanted. I started sponsoring in about February of 2014. And over the next nearly year and a half, I sponsored, I was given back, I was very involved in in program. And then um, I started, you know, in, in the big book, it talks about, uh, um, it's easy to rest on our laurels, and we can't, we can't um, stop working the spiritual program of action. If we do, we'll be in big trouble. And I started getting complacent and thinking, hey, I got this. I got a year and a half. I'm I'm moving along. Things are going great. And I had a relapse in June of 2015. And uh, gratefully, very quickly after that relapse, I went, huh, I don't got this. And, and that phrase became a red flag in my head from that time to this time. Anytime I have the thought in my head, oh, I got this. Or anytime somebody says to me, you got this, a red flag goes up and I say, hmm, do I? Let me check this and let me make sure that it's not me that's got this, that I turn it to God and let God have it. Um, so my current sobriety date and my sex addiction is June 19th of 2015. And that is a miracle. Now in uh, mid, well, throughout 2021, in my step 11 practice, I um, kept having this nagging thing come back to me in my step 11 practice. Hey, Justin, I need you to address your relationship with food. And I was like, okay, that's great. I'll uh, try to treat it as a character defect within my uh, 12 step program. And, um, but it just, I couldn't, I couldn't. Every time I had a single kernel of popcorn or a single potato chip or, you know, certain things, I just go off and running and I, and, and I, I couldn't control it. And so I finally, towards the end of 2021, um, was told in, in my step 11 practice, Hey, Justin, my plan is for you to be around a lot longer than you're planning to be around the way you eat. So I need you to really address this. And so I humbled myself and got myself a, a, into the rooms of a food fellowship and, and started working the steps with another militant sponsor who really kicked my butt. And I needed that to start. Now I eventually got a different sponsor. I eventually got a nutritionist and I'm gratefully a hundred percent abstinent from my alcoholic foods since December 15th of 2021. It's a miracle. The neutrality I experience in that is the exact same miracle as the neutrality I experience in sex addiction. It's the same thing from what I talk to people in other areas, you know, that gift of neutrality that is given to us without any effort on our own. Uh, amazing miracles. Okay. So I continue to sponsor. I sponsor several people at a time. Um, and right now I'm sponsoring people through the big book sponsorship program. I'm finding a lot of really cool experiences with myself and those that I'm working with and doing that. And that's a beautiful thing. And, and as a little note this Sunday, um, is the 12 steps in four hours workshop. Uh, and that's where this big book sponsorship program hits. So if you've never attended that, I highly recommend you do that. I'll put the link in the show notes of the podcast so that you can check that out. Um, now I want to give a brief history of, of Rico 12 and where that came from and how, how I 
was given this stewardship. Um, I've always been one who has been a decent writer, a decent, you know, communicator and think, and I crave the spotlight. So anytime somebody says, Hey, Justin, you're doing a good job. I just like, I eat it up. And so in, in 2017, I started, um, writing my daily devotional type stuff, the stuff I was doing in the morning, my daily studies and everything. And I was writing a summary, a synopsis saying, here's what I learned. And here's an action step that I can put into action. I started writing it and I posted on Facebook on, on, on something there. And I started getting some feedback. Hey, this is good stuff. And I thought, Hmm, I just started learning about what this whole podcast thing was. And somebody had told me, Hey, Justin, you have a face for radio, but you've also got a voice for radio. And I thought, huh, well, maybe I can record this and, and see what happens. And I started a, a, um, a daily devotional thing called know and do when I know something, I need to do something about it, or it does me or nobody else any good. So it's called know and do. And I did that for a little while. And I started recording those at the first episode of that in July of 2017. And in September of 2017, I, I had the thought, Hey, let's do a long form conversation with somebody who has a know and do project. And so I pulled somebody in, had this really cool interview with them and had a really good conversation with them and just started feeling that, Hey, this, this interview thing, this, there may be something to this and I'm really enjoying it. And over time, no one do, um, transformed into a podcast called journey through life in which I had long form conversations with ordinary people with extraordinary stories. And there were a hundred and I can't remember 130 or so episodes that I did through those two podcasts until, uh, until 2020, basically. The end of 2019, I had this thought as I was working my recovery, and these podcasts really didn't directly have anything to do with recovery. Yes, I wove a lot of recovery type principles into it, but it was it was for normies, you know, trying to, to trying to share some experiences with normies that way. But I had the in my step eleven practice, which was different then than it is now. I kept feeling nudged, hey Justin, you should do a series on each of the 12 steps of recovery, interviewing somebody who is um, working in different programs. And at that point, my circle of, of, of recovery network was very small. It really was. It was pretty insulated. It was people of basically my own faith. It was people of my own gender. It was, you know, it was pretty small and tight. And I thought, well, that's going to be kind of boring. And, and the thought was, I'll open it up to you. I'll open up opportunities. And so anyways, opportunities opened up and I recorded the, the, uh, journey in recovery series. And this one I reposted in November and December of this, of this last year on the journey, on the, uh, Rico 12 podcasts. And it was a great thing. And in that process, I was introduced to such people that have changed my recovery life and my life as a whole. These include Harvey E., Cameron F., Bill M., Father Bill W., Angie H., and Wendy F., among a few others in that process that really changed my life and saw me, helped me see that recovery was so much more than this little circle that I had it in. And I still see the expanse of that and how how important that is and how vast and uh, different. But at the same time, it helped me see that the core of addiction of all kinds is the same it's this God-sized hole in my soul that I try and fill. I stuff it full of whatever it is for me, whether it be sex, whether it be food. Um, for others, it could be alcohol, it could be drugs, it could be gambling, it could be whatever. But it's that hole that is the core of it. And the solution is not those 
things that I stuff in it. Now they work every time for a minute until they stop working. The solution is a higher power and a relationship with that higher power. Um, so that, that kind of, you know, helped me see a little bit. Now I went back after that 12 week series, I went back and recorded three or four more episodes of the journey through life podcast, but I felt unfulfilled. It was no longer like this exciting thing for me. I needed to be in the recovery world. And then COVID hit. You know, I, I dug into all of my in-person meetings. I was really involved in the service and all of those meetings and everything. And I dug in there and then COVID hit and the in-person meetings disappeared and went away. Now, for a few years before that, one of my sponsees that I had sponsored previously he was like, Justin, you got to get into this fellowship and it's called SAL 12 Step SAL. You got to get into this the, this fellowship and they do Zoom meetings and these are your people. And I thought, well, for those couple of years, I was like, dude, I don't have time for that. I got my own meetings. I've got all this going on. And I finally had time and I jumped in and they were my people. And that is now my home fellowship, SAL 12 Step. Um, and it's a beautiful, uh, fairly small fellowship, but it's a beautiful fellowship and I'm grateful for it. Um, and I got in there and found my people and, and I started I'm listening to speaker meetings on podcasts. Sobercast is one of my go-tos. I love Sobercast. And and um and I just started feeling like, hey, these speaker meetings, there needs to be more of them from people that aren't just, I could only find ones from AA. And they were awesome and amazing. But I was like, there are more addictions than just alcoholism. There's there's more out there and I need to find it. And and I couldn't at the time. And um and so I just felt again compelled, hey. Let's do this. You learned about this concept from Harvey. You learned about that concept to a prayer from Father Bill W. Let's let's see what we got and let's let's move forward with this. And um, Rico 12 started falling into place. And on June 19th of 2020, which coincidentally, whether coincidentally or not, or whether I said, hey, that would be really cool to start then. That's my sobriety date. That was my fifth sobriety, my fifth year birthday in sobriety. I we we launched our first episode. And we've been doing it every week since then. And coincidentally, this week is three years of <clears throat> of Rico 12. And our speaker planned for this week had some health issues and had to back out. And I thought, hey, well, the thought was planted in my mind. Hey, this is a good time to give an update on Rico 12 to share a little bit of your story, Justin, to be a little bit there and share what the vision is that's been developing this year. And it's super cool. Anyways, so Rico 12 was born. We're now 170 episodes later. Uh, a couple of other projects have have created, you know, and, and as I mentioned, just this year, I felt pushed in my step 11 practice, which is two-way prayer. That's how I do my step 11 practice every day. And in conversations with many in my recovery circle that is so much bigger now. Holy cow. This has been such a really cool experience to um, last week. Our speaker, Tom uh, Young L talked about how he's gained teachers in recovery. And that just made so much sense to me. I've gained so many teachers, so many mentors in recovery through this process from all over the world, all different fellowships. And it just strengthens my understanding and my resolve that addiction is the same. We are all God's children. We are all children of all powerful, all loving God. And there is some really cool things. And we've 
and 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 a couple of other cool projects have been born and are looking forward. So that's what I want to talk to now right now is what does Rico 12 look like right now? Yes, we have our speaker meeting. This is the flagship program right here that we're doing. And this is continuing to move on. In March of this year, we launched Rico 12 shares and Rico 12 shares is an open to all shares only recording that is released weekly with four to five shares and a recovery prayer on, on a podcast platform. Anyone anywhere can record a share on our speak pipe link and anyone anywhere can jump into one of the 22 so far recorded meetings and share their experience, strength and hope and gain strength from another fellow's experience, strength and hope. Guys, I really love this platform and I'm getting so much cool feedback from those who choose to record shares saying, man, that was so cool. I was, it was just me and my higher power and able to record something where I'm not trying to, you know, sit in front of people, whether it be on zoom or in person and trying to impress people that are looking at me. I'm just there sharing my experience, strength and hope with my higher power. And it's a beautiful thing. And I'm getting great feedback from people who listen. Um, this project Rico 12 shares is still in its youth and I look forward to seeing it grow. If you've not yet listened to any of these, I highly recommend it. If you, if you have listened and have not yet recorded a share or have only recorded one share, I invite you to keep them coming. Your shares are literally saving lives. I'm getting feedback from people that was, that say, Hey, I was really struggling. I was spiraling and I plugged into a Rico 12 shares and what one of the people that shared in the thing that I listened to was what I needed. And it pulled me out of the spiral. And, uh, and I think that's one of the really cool miracles that's going on. And, and, you know, I can't, I can't, uh, lay claim to that. This is all brought on by higher power, by God, and by those that I converse with in recovery saying, Hey, this is what we need. And it's, it's coming together beautifully. A couple of other really cool projects that have already started recording, not posted yet, but started recording is one that I started with one of our uh, Rico 12 favorite speakers, Nikki M. Um, she's been on, I think, four or five times as a speaker, and her episodes are um, the most listened to episodes in in uh, cumulatively and individually with Rico 12. So what we're doing it with her and it's really cool one of them is a 30 minute weekly noodle it out with nikki conversation it's just her and i i'm asking her questions that either come in from people or that i'm coming bringing up from my own recovery walk and asking her questions she's digging into the big book and this is based on her on 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 a meeting that she hosts every week called noodle it out with nikki where there's like 150 people plus in each of those meetings, asking questions, getting big book solution as Nikki understands and, and as it is, you know, revealed to her as she goes through this. And it's a lot of energy, a lot of fun, a lot of excitement, a lot of uh, passion on recovery. Hey, this is a life and death thing we're dealing with. And it is. And I love getting that. Another pro uh, project I'm working with Nikki is um, this is a collaboration with her on compiling a book like a daily devotional book based on her god morning posts over the last few years this will be like i said a daily devotional combined with connection with higher power and action items from each day and this is in the works we're working on this and it will hopefully be done later this year but um it combines what she has done with god morning and kind of where my know and do things started out at the beginning here's what i learned Here's some action steps, put it into action. And it's going to be, I think it's going to be really cool. And I'm really excited about it. 
Another thing that is collaborating with Nikki, along with David G and Ashley S, who have been speakers on Rico 12, and David G is um, a uh, someone who really has a big book message along with Nikki and along with Ashley. And he's, um, we're, we're doing a big book roundtable discussion where the four of us sit around on a Zoom uh, uh, meeting and we talk, we read through the big book line by line and we talk about it. We do not a deep dive. We do like a snorkel dive. We aren't spending like hours on each page. We're spending, you know, a half hour going through two or three paragraphs in each episode. And we're we're doing a, a a snorkel through it. And it's a beautiful thing. We're having so much fun. We've recorded the first three episodes and it was so fun and so enjoyable. And people are going to get a lot out of that. All right. Another really cool program that is a project that Rico 12 is doing. And, and we'll get to um, a couple other things, but this I'm excited about this too. Recently, um, and I've I've said this in, in meetings before, hey, we're booked out into November now. We are booked out into November with speakers for Rico 12. And that's insane to me. And it's insane to some of the speakers who are like, hey, yeah, I'd love to speak. Oh, guess what? You got October or November. And they're like, wow, I don't know if I'm still going to be able to speak then. Um, and so I've been thinking and pondering and been guided in my step 11 practice. Hey, let's look at another weekly meeting or at least a periodic regularly periodic meeting in a different time zone on a different date and um i've uh karen a um and i have collaborated on starting to get one at a more european asian time a eurasian eurasian african you know that hemisphere whatever hemisphere that is time zone so, and that'll be done on a different day of the week. And we're starting to just collaborate with that and get that rolling. So keep your eyes open for these exciting projects. And there's a lot more. There's a lot more. Wow. You know, this is a lot. And it is, it is a lot, but I felt pushed a bit by my higher power to continue on this adventure and to seek and receive all things new. And that's, those are my key words from this year. Um, in fact, I'm going to take just a minute and talk about that. At the beginning of this year, one of a game changer in my own recovery life and and for this year was I attended the 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 big book workshop, the 12 steps in four hours workshop on January 1st this year. And one of the speakers, it was Bianca, she did step three, one of the presenters, and she talked about it's not a goal, it's not a resolution, it's a decision. And uh, you know, I'd set goals and resolutions and stuff my whole life. And, and that, for whatever reason, really hit me. And I, at the same time, I, I heard another podcast of somebody said, hey, if you're setting your own goals, they're your goals. Why not let God set your goals for you and let them be God's goals? And so I took these two concepts and I melded them together in a step 11 practice one morning. I said, God, what do you have for me this year? What is your goal for me this year? What are the things I need to be aware of this year? And what came back to me was the phrase, all things new and adventure. And uh, and I tell you what, this year, all things have become new. <laughs> I've seen things that I've saw, saw in the same way my whole life from a completely different angle, and it's changed everything. And it's an adventure. It is an adventure, this adventure I'm going on. And this Rico 12, the things that are going on this year, I don't think have, it's it's not a coincidence. I think it has everything to do with all things new. Now, 
On page 19 in the big book, it reads, a few are fortunate enough to be so situated that they can give nearly all their time to the work. Now, I felt that this is a direction that God is leading me in. And this sounds really strange. Um, I, I would have looked at myself even last year saying this and been like, dude, you're insane. But I think God's leading me in this direction to where I can be situated so that I can give nearly all my time to the work. And the ideas and connections and opportunities just seem to be falling into place right now. And so I'm running with it and I'm striving to keep with what I think God is leading me to do. Now, I'm highly aware that uh, being new to this, sometimes we fall into all sorts of absurd things that we think God is telling us to do. And uh, so I'm I'm uh, checking, rechecking, sharing with others these things and, and hopefully staying sane <laughs> and working uh, God's plan. So anyways, how is this all going to be managed? All this growth, this is where we're talking next steps now um, of RICO 12. Um, I'm in the process of opening a 501c3 nonprofit organization called RICO 12 Recovery Resources. These, along with many other resources for addicts of all varieties, backgrounds, and faiths, along with their loved ones, are things that uh, that this uh, organization will be targeted towards. Um, and it'll be coming together over the next few years, one day at a time. The finalization of the nonprofit is projected to be near the end of this year, 2023, or early 2024. And I hope to be able to devote most of my time and life to that to recovery within that entity within the next two years. And, you know, one day at a time, whatever God's will is, I'm good with, but that's where I'm being led one day at a time, one step at a time right now. And it's so exciting. It's such an adventure. You know, there's much that has happened in my life, in my recovery and in RICO 12 up to this point, there's much going on now and much to come, but I'm really grateful to be largely living in the present. Yes, I'm aware of the past. I'm grateful for the past. I do not wish to shut the door on the past. I'm learning from the past. I love the present. I'm, you know, some days I'm like, ugh, you know, feeling like I'm dying in the present. I'm overwhelmed or I'm underwhelmed, you know, whatever it may be. I mean, I'm like this in the present, but I'm grateful for it. And the future, um, I can't control it. I'm putting it in God's hands but I'm trying to do what God wants me to do with that. And I'm hopefully doing what I believe is God's will for me. So there's a little bit of what's going on. I'm going to end with a little bit of experience, strength, and hope of, you know, as I, as I am um, striving to practice these principles of recovery in all of my affairs and all that I do, I am seeing the promises that our promise to those working recovery, applying these things. I'm seeing them in my life. Um, I'm grateful for them. I'm trying not to take them for granted and become complacent as I did back in 2015. I'm trying to maintain um, not the urgency, but the vitality, the, the, the necessity of, you know, staying focused, staying active, staying engaged and not disconnecting you know isolation for me is death and that's where i want to go anytime something jumps up that is a roadblock i want to go oh, that's it i want to retreat but i'm so grateful that using the principles of recovery that uh desire to retreat is very often most often um counteracted with the um 
enabling power from my higher power to proceed. And God always finds a way through, over, around, under, whatever. There is a path around or through. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard. But if I rely on my higher power, it happens. Um, and that's my experience, my strength, and my hope. And I'm so grateful for this opportunity to share a little bit of that and hope that you got something out of it. We'll now jump into Q&A. A reminder to you in our live audience, if you have any questions for me, please type them in the Q&A link at the bottom of your window. You could even do it in the chat if you'd like. Um, while you're while you're doing that, um, I will post a couple more things in the chat here so that everybody has this. Um, a reminder that uh, um, just really grateful to to have you here and everything going on. All right. As I do not yet have a question, I'm going to jump to something else that I, that I, um, an insight that I have today. So, you know, this morning as I, as I was doing my morning routine, I, um, and my step 11 work, I, I had the thought of, you know, what am I going to do today? I was really nervous about this meeting and really nervous about how it would work out. And maybe there's, there's still reason to be nervous if there's no questions or, or anything, but, uh, but I'm just giving it to God and, and going from there. And I just felt so much comfort and so much um, peace and, and support that, you know, hey, you're doing, <laughs> I love this, you're doing what I knew you would be doing, you know, and you're in the right place. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with where you are. Just keep pressing forward, keep doing the right thing. And, and I'm with you. All right. And, and I love that encouragement that I feel from the God of my understanding today, whereas the God of my understanding through my whole life would have been beaten on me saying, Justin, you're not doing well enough. Awesome. Hey, we've got a couple of questions that are coming in and I'll get to that. Excellent. Okay. First question from Amanda B. Amanda, grateful to have you here. Do you have a favorite Rico 12 share? One that you revisit in your mind often? It's hard to pick, but curious. You know, hmm. as arrogant as this sounds, the one that I got the most out of was one of my own, where I had just come out of an in-person meeting and I was driving home and I had this, this insight that I have to go back to over and over again about... Um, about the concept of, I'm, I'm pretty, shoot, I'm pretty sure it was powerlessness, and I wish I could remember remember more. But I had, but what I love doing, even more than a specific share, and I'm going to kind of expound on this a little bit. I'm grateful I get to be the first person to hear each of these. I get to pull them off, listen to them, you know, put them in a place where I feel that will be beneficial. And uh, as I listen to all these different shares from so many different people and so many different backgrounds and sometimes from the same people getting different, uh, going with different, um, uh, topics that as they're learning in their own recovery walk, I love getting them all. And the more, the more diverse, the people that are coming in, the more whole that service will be and the more people will be able to be reached by it. So thank you for asking that question, Amanda. Sorry that I can't remember a specific one right off the top of my head, but, uh, grateful for that. Okay, next question comes in from Zach. Zach Capier here. What does all things new look like in your relations with family and others? 
I struggle with resentment towards my family and friends and the temptation to isolate. Yeah. You know, that's something that really scared me, actually. All things new. Does that mean an end to my family relations? No, no, I don't believe that's what it means. I I believe it means a change to them. Um, but like what you said, you know, I struggle with resentment towards family and friends and the temptation to isolate, you know, I do too. Sometimes I resent, you know, whether it be my parents, whether it be my wife, whether it be my kids, you know, um, uh, but all things new means to me. And, and, and this is something that I say often, I back away, you know, when agitated, we, we pause when agitated. And, and that for me has been a really powerful concept. Okay. I'm feeling something. There's something stirring here that is not happy with whatever's going on. I'm feeling resentment. I'm feeling fear, whatever. I step back, I pause, I breathe. And then I say, God, help me see this situation through a new light, all things new. And so often there's a different angle that comes in where God shows me a different angle and, and, and inspires maybe a question that I ask, Hey, tell me a little bit about why you said that or why you are behaving that way so that I can understand a little bit more. And all of a sudden a, a door is opened up that I didn't see because I'm blind to myself. I'm blind to those around me. And unless I have, you know, a separate, a separate source that's showing me a different angle at it. And I think that's where all things new is coming in on that and being really helpful for me to see and love people in a different way way or for a different reason, at least at that time. Um, yeah, I hope that, uh, answers that question. Thanks for that question. Good stuff. Okay. Next question from an anonymous attendee. How did you know you were an SA? It's great. You found the meetings, etc. I find many though. I though do not know. Okay. Yeah. How did I know I was an SA? Well, I didn't. In fact, my story was, in such denial, such disaster, really. I I just thought I was an immoral, uh, horrible, shameful, um, weak person. I didn't know any, I didn't know that there was such a thing as sexual addiction, had no idea. I just knew that whatever was going on in my life, I couldn't stop no matter what I tried, no matter how much I prayed and read and served and therapy and, and read books and tried to apply all these secret, um, uh, if you can, if you can believe it, you can achieve it type things that I tried, spent tons of money on, on some, uh, uh, like seminars, like fix your mind type seminar things. And, and it just wasn't working. It wasn't working. And then like in 19, it would have been 97, 98, somewhere in there, I was working, um, as an outside technician for the phone company. And I loved listening to sports talk radio and I was listening to a sports talk radio host and he was ripping on an athlete who had just got caught in some sexual, uh, uh, something. And the athlete said, Hey, I'm a sex addict. And, and I thought, what in the world? No, you're just a dude. You're just like me and every other guy out there. Well, soon enough, I realized, well, not soon enough. It took a lot longer. It wasn't until 2013 that I came into the rooms. I realized, no, I'm not just a dude. These things that happen with me aren't normal. They aren't what other people experience. Sure, other people can do these things and not go off the deep end, but I can't. Once I start, I can't stop. And I couldn't figure that out until um, I saw my wife going through her recovery from my 
stuff and for her stuff, but for my stuff and saw her applying these things. And she initially said, Hey, Justin, you got to get into these 12 step rooms. And I was like, no, no. What if someone I know sees me? What if, you know, blah, 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 you know, all this pride, um, I seek the spotlight, but not in, not in those places. Oh, that would be shameful. Um, eight years after she got her own healing. I mean, she was working her recovery for eight years before I stepped foot in those rooms. And that's, and during that time and watching her, I realized, you know what, this may be an addiction. This may be deeper than just, I'm a bad guy. I, I can't do it. So, so that's kind of my story of how I came to understand that I was a sex addict, that, um, uh, because everything I tried, everything I did, no matter how hard I tried and prayed harder and worked harder, it just didn't work. So anyways, that was kind of a long answer, but I hope that was helpful for you. Um, all right, go to the next one. Amanda, thanks for your second uh, question here. Amanda says, what is your step 11 or meditation practice like these days? I remember we had a speaker that really encouraged the group to get really, to really get quiet with God. How's it going? Yeah, that was Sean. Uh, yeah, he he talked a lot about quiet, about uh, pausing. And that's been a big influence in my life. My step 11 practice, um, I'll just kind of walk through it minute by minute. Um, as I roll out of bed first thing in the morning, when my alarm goes off, um, and, and this all culminates into a long step 11 type practice. I full version serenity prayer. I do step three prayer and step seven prayer. And my last phrase is I roll out of bed, grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding, you know, and sometimes I have to say that phrase a couple of times to get my butt out of bed, but I do it. I put in my earbuds and I start listening to some, uh, some, some holy writing, some scripture that I have. I listen to a few chapters as I'm getting ready to go down to my office. I, you know, do my ablutions and all that kind of stuff and go down to my office. And then I go in and I listen to a couple of guided um, meditations and guided prayers and meditations. And I love, I'll, I'll actually give, give the names of the apps I use. I use Lectio 365 for one of them. And the other one is the one minute pause. It's an app by John Eldridge who wrote wild at heart. It's a book that, uh, um, that really has, has played a big role in my own life and in my own peace, peaceful, uh, or strengthening my relationship with my God, with my God. And then after that, I go and I sit down at my at my two-way prayer desk. It's a desk that nothing touches except for pen, paper, a candle, a couple of earplugs, you know. And and sometimes I'll put my big book or scripture on there as I'm doing this because I get referred back to, hey, why don't you go look at this and read through this as the the guidance that comes. Um, but nothing happens there but that. And uh and I write a two-way prayer. Two-way prayer is is has become my lifeblood. It's become my daily bread, my manna in the wilderness. It's a it's a beautiful thing, and that's kind of what that looks like. And once again, um, with my two-way prayer, almost every time the, the the closing phrase that I get from God is "Go to." It's an action. Hey, here's 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 what I've got for you today, and here's a lesson for you. Here's something to be aware of. Here's an action item. Now go get to it. And, uh, and that's a, that's a good thing. Um, I, oh, I just saw one. Do you do two-way prayer by yourself also? So that's part of two-way prayer for me is checking it. Cause 
<laughs> do all sorts of absurd things. If, if it's just me, I share my two way prayer with three or four people every day. I send it off to them. So they have the opportunity to look it over and check it against the four absolutes. Is it absolutely honest, loving, pure, and unselfish? And if not, they can call me on it and say, Justin, this sounds pretty selfish. <laughs> this may not be God that's doing this. This may be Justin, the addict that's doing this. And it's good to have that checking. If I'm just doing it myself, um, I'm in real danger of of becoming my own God, of becoming my own director. And that's not good. So there's that answer. And uh, the anonymous attendee asked about the two-way prayer by yourself. So let's go to the next one. Thanks for these great questions. This is good. Okay. Next question is from Michelle. Uh, Michelle asks, how do you trust in yourself and your decisions when you cannot decipher the true from the false? And when you have lived your life with unconscious self-seeking behaviors, I'm having a hard time trusting my motives. Amen, Michelle. <laughs> and I think that I think I talked a little bit to that with um, checking my two-way prayer with others, but also I still have a sponsor. I still work with sponsees and I need that sponsor and I need those sponsees to call me on my crap, to tell me, dude, you're delusional. You are selfish. You're self-centered right now. And they do that. And that's another way that I'm able to keep those things. Um, and how do my um, sponsees, for example, know what's going on in my life? Because when we talk, we, we typically just talk recovery. I, I ask them about themselves so I can see red flags, you know, but here's, here's what I do with my sponsees, all of my sponsees who are um, still doing this. I, I share this with them every day. And they share with me every day. Um, I journal. I keep a journal in Google Docs. And I journal every morning and every night. That's part of my step 11, step 10 practice is journaling. And I share that journal with them. And I read their journals they share with me. I don't know if they all read my journals every day. That doesn't matter. But I share it with them. But I know when they do, when they see something, they'll shoot me an email and say, Hey, Justin, this was interesting. Tell me a little bit about this. Where are you going with this? Or sometimes it's like, oh, hey, that's really cool. Awesome experience you had, you know? And that's what I do with my sponsees also is I read their journal and I do it through the filter of, of um, trying to have God read it with me. Hey, is there a red flag here? Is there something going on here? Is there something that needs to be congratulated? Maybe that they missed that it was, an, it was a miracle that happened in their lives, but they're still like, eh, I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing the miracles. Well, let's look at this. That was a miracle. And I pointed out to them. And that's kind of how I decipher the truth from the false, not with myself, but with others. Um, there's a phrase that I learned from Father Bill W., um, or maybe from the, the documentation that he shared with me about two-way prayer. More light comes through two windows than one, and more light comes through 20 windows than two. You know, The more people that are in that circle and helping me try to decipher the truth from the false, and the more people I'm trying to help decipher the truth from the false, that are there, the more likely it is that I'm going to um, see the truth from the false. And uh, um, I'm, I'm thinking of a verse of scripture uh, from the Old Testament. It's something like in the council of many, wisdom is found in the council of many. And I'm not good at quotes. I'm, I'm good at generalities, but it's somewhere I think in Proverbs, but uh, in the council of many, there is wisdom found. Recovery cannot be just me. It's got to be we. And yes, when I go to a, a, a Zoom room, like um, 
Um, some of the rooms I attend have only like five people in it. Some of them have like 150 people in it. Uh, some of my in-person meetings have, you know, three people. Some of them have 15 people. Um, but in that council of multiple, there's more light that comes in from higher power that helps me see the truth. If I'm trying to do this on my own, um, and if I'm just, even if I'm going to those Zoom meetings, keeping my camera off, not sharing, just saying, oh, I'm here, meeting makers make it. Uh, that's not my experience. Those who get involved make it. Those who share and are vulnerable make it. Those who sponsor make it. And that's who I want to be. That's who I want to be. I want to make it. And not for um, the glory of the world reasons, but because it's so much better when I'm making it. Because even more miserable than active addiction for me is white knuckle sobriety and isolation. I would rather die today than live constantly in white knuckle abstinence and isolation. That is hell. And I don't want to be there. I want to be involved. And that means being vulnerable for me and connecting with others so that I can see the truth and the false a little bit. And, and if it means that somebody's going to take a, a dagger and poke me and say, Justin, you're full of crap. I need to know that. I need to know that. And I, I'm a sensitive guy, but I'm always grateful when that happens. Okay. Thank you, Michelle, for that question. Next question comes in from Maureen. What is two-way prayer? And I'll just do a real quick thing. I, we talked a little bit about it here. Two-way prayer is a, uh, a practice that was practiced by the very earliest, and it was called quiet time, the very earliest AA. Before AA started, they were in the Oxford group, Bill, Dr. Bob, um, many of the original pioneers of the AA program came up through the Oxford group, which was a first Christian, uh, uh, a first century Christian fellowship trying to live according to the first century Christians, you know, um, and quiet time was part of their practice. And that was just guidance. What it is, is I, you know, go into it with a reading, with some meditation, clearing my mind, filling my mind with good, godly type things. And this can be done by any faith, by any, any belief in any God, higher power, whatever. It's a connection with the higher self, connection with higher power, whatever. It doesn't have to be a Christian, a Judeo-Christian uh, linked thing at all. So I read something that it, that's inspiring, that clears my head, that connects me with a higher power. I sit, what I do, and this isn't what everybody does, and I talked about this, I sit at my two-way prayer desk, I light a candle, and I sit and I read something on the wall, which is, what is, who is God to me? Who are you, God? And I read that, and then I breathe, I close my eyes, and I just in my head say, God, what question do I need to ask you today? And sometimes it's, hey, what's your will for me today? Sometimes it's, <laughs> and this one's a scary one, uh, God, the answer is yes. What is the question? And that one's scary. <laughs> That's just me saying, okay, I'm going to go do whatever the heck you want me to do. And then I breathe and I listen and I just start writing. I start writing whatever comes to mind. I don't filter it. I just write. And after I'm done, and like I said, for me, the keywords of, hey, that, that I hear God saying, okay, I'm done now. Get out of here is go to get. Um, and then I review it. I read back through it again. And I myself look at it and say, is this unselfish? Is this pure? Is this loving? Is this um, um, purity, um, purity, selfish? Um, oh my goodness. I got to pull out my hope chip because I forgot one of the absolutes. Honest. Um, is this honest? Um, 
and filter it through my own mind. And, you know, if it is, I say, okay, this looks good. And then I share it. I take a picture of it and share it with three other people. And I don't, I mean, I'll take action on the next good thing to do, but if it's a major thing, like, Hey, this Rico 12 project, I'm not going to take action on it right away. I'm going to follow up on it several times. I'm going to bounce it off people and say, Hey, does this sound sane? Does this sound like this is something that God is in? And I won't take serious action on that until I get that confirmation. So there's what two-way prayer is. Okay. That my friends are the questions that have come in so far. If you have another question, we've got another couple of minutes before that, or we can start wrapping up, but I, I am so grateful that I had the opportunity to do this. I hope that, that you got something out of it. I hope there was something that uh, touches you, not from necessarily from my own experience, strength and hope but from what higher power is hopefully reflecting through me to you. Don't necessarily pay attention to the words I say, pay attention to the words you hear, the things that your higher power is teaching you and then take action on it. You know, I'm going to go back to, I'm going to go back to the no and do days here real quick. If you have felt a change in your heart, if you felt God pushing you to say, Hey, do something, get out there and do something about it. If you don't, it's not going to do you any good. It's not going to do me any good. And it's not going to do those around you any good. Get out and do something about it. Um, yeah. And I think with that, I'll pass and jump into the closing reading here. So thankful for you guys. Thanks for giving me this, for this opportunity to, to be able to do this. I, uh, wasn't looking for it, but I'm glad it happened. Okay. Grateful that you were here for this Rico 12 speak weekly speaker meeting. If you have other questions, if you want to uh, jump in and talk a little bit more, jump in on our Rico 12, uh, WhatsApp group. You can join that by sending an email to Rico12Pod, R-E-C-O-1-2-P-O-D at gmail.com. Join in our community there and ask those questions, answer other questions that will come up. We have a Facebook community. We have an Instagram page. I don't, I'm not really good at social media, so those aren't updated on my end very much. But if you want to start conversations in there, have at it. I'm happy to, happy to have you do that as long as they're recovery-based. Experience, strength, hope, solution-based things. Jump in and do that. Um, if you are inspired and want to record a Rico 12 share uh, in a 12-step type share, a three to four minute share, go do that. Go to Rico 12 shares, speak pipe link, um, speakpipe.com forward slash Rico 12 shares. You can also go to Rico12.com forward slash shares and access it through there um, and go record that. Super uh, excited to see that continue to grow and hear more people sharing that. And if you've not yet rated and reviewed the podcast in Apple Podcasts, please go do so now. It's a great way to work our step 12 in sharing this message with others. I invite the audience to come back next week. And we have Sean, who actually I referenced in this meeting, who talked about quiet um, previously. He's going to be speaking to us again this next week. I'm excited to hear from him. Um, now we're going to launch off into the rest of this day with a prayer that actually came to me in my two-way prayer, my step 11 work this morning. And as I finished it up, I went, huh, I think that's the prayer I want to launch us off into the rest of our day with in today's meeting. So I'm going to go with it. God, fill my mind with your thoughts. Fill my eyes with your light. Fill my mouth with your words. Fill my heart with your love. Fill my soul with your grace and mercy. Fill my hands with your compassionate strength. Fill my feet with courageous willingness to go where you direct me. All of this to serve you and your children as you will just for today. 
Amen. Thanks, everybody. Remember, there is one that has all power. That one is God. May you find God now. Keep coming back. Let's trudge this road of happy destiny together. Work it. You are worth it. I've seen stars fall from above. Falling in and out of love I've been high and I've been low Now I know I just can't do this on my own I've seen a boy become a man He got lost without a plan so far away from home Now I know I just can't do this on my own Your arms surrounding me Your touch is grounding me No longer searching for purpose on from above I fell in and out of love I got high and I fell low but now I know that I just can't do this on my own no I just can't do this on my own I just can't do this on my own